Hey everyone, welcome to Business Access by TD Image. My name is Tiago D'Souza and today I'm excited to be talking with Dr. Rebecca Heiss. Hi Rebecca, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm excited to be here. I am excited to talk to you. The reason why is because one, there's a lot of anxiety happening today. But the thing about talking to you, and right when we got on the phone before the podcast, you brought enthusiasm. So <laughs> enthusiasm is something that is very vital today. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and in biology and how you brought that focus into business and why you're so enthusiastic? <laughs> sure. Um, I think so. Let me start with my background in, uh, in biology first. So I did a degree in ornithology. I'm a bird nerd. Um, and then moved on to humans. I graduated to the to the adult, you know, human versions, uh, mammals after that. So I have a degree in stress physiology. That's what my doctorate is in. And I have been studying how humans behave under stress, which is basically how we behave at all times, right? Because most humans, most of the time are stressed out. Um, so it's been a really uh, interesting journey. And I, I landed myself um, in a couple professorships and then ultimately uh, left that, left academia to uh, pursue full-time speaking career. Um, I now have a, a speaking career and a, an app actually out, which we can talk about if you want. Um, but it's, it's kept me busy and enthusiastic because I love what I do. You know, I, I have the great honor of being able to do something that I really enjoy. Um, I, I get to sort of work with individuals to move them beyond their instinctual fears and stress and into a space where they can um, you know, optimize their performance in both their work and their home life. So it's, it gives me great pleasure to, to help others. So I guess uh, that's, that's why I'm enthusiastic. <laughs> I so wish this was on every broadcast right now because so many people need it. It is so, it's so incredible because it's, um, and, and you hear it every day. There's so much stress. Obviously there's a lot of tension this year, uh, because 2020, yeah. honestly, the first year of the decade, it sucks. It's yes, just a horrible, sure. it's been a horrible year and, and, and people have gone through untested waters. And, but the great, the, the, the thing that I always keep in mind is uh, keeping moving forward. And, and, and I can tell you right now, I, I'm not comparing any, sh my stress to anyone else, but through this, through uh, this pandemic, uh, my wife, on her own, decided to have a baby. Not on her own, of course. <laughs> decided. So in February, we're going to have a baby girl. So I had that. And of course, you know, owning a business, I have, I have that stress and dealing with all that stuff. How have you seen the difference between 2019, change, the stress levels and the, the, the changes between 2019 and 2020? Yeah, I mean, first of all, well, first of all, let me just say congratulations on the baby. That's amazing. Uh, and congratulations on not having comparative suffering because that is, oh gosh, comparison is of like the biggest evil when it comes to stressors. So the the difference between 2019 and 2020, I would love to tell you it's a massive difference, which it is. And 
when we go from 2020 to 2021 and when everybody you know has vaccines and we go back to quote unquote normal people are still going to be stressed out it'll just be a different kind of stress so the biggest change that i've seen from 2019 to 2020 is this um we're in obviously uncharted territory um and all of the things that we used to do at a very subconscious level like drive to the grocery store or drop our kids off at school or like all of these very normal things that we never had to think about are suddenly major moral ethical decisions that we have to do calculus in, you know, to, to figure out like, well, should I go to the store? Should, is that safe? Should I drop my kids off? What's the best thing for them? And so our brain is literally rewiring all of the things that it used to do at a very subconscious level, which is why people are so exhausted and stressed um, because they're not giving themselves the kind of self-care and recognition that, oh my gosh, I am working so hard just trying to decide if I should go to the grocery store. That's a huge piece of information to, to like have to deal with. So, um, so I think that's the biggest change. And, and what I'll caution people is that, you know, this is, this is not it, right? The, the next year will be stressful too, and the next year will be stressful too. It's in how we interpret these changes and, and recognizing that eh, it could be good, could be bad. It's, it's just is what it is in the present. And, um, and we can make that either an adventure or an ordeal. So, uh, <laughs> so true. Kind of, you know, it, it's to some extent up, up to us. That is so true. I, I think with you saying that it's actually something that I just right now I'm like, wow. Yeah. I, I know this year has been truly and a, a whole new level of stress, mm. but we, mm. as human beings, we actually in a way, tend to stick around stress for no reason oh, yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's actually adaptive reasons for that. Um, it's <laughs> all right. So now I go back to my bird nerd days. I told you that I had a degree in ornithology. It's literally why little birds will, will call and um, congregate around a hawk or an owl. It's like, here's the stressor. Here's where it is. And they're, they have a focus on it because if they focus on it, then that owl, that, that predator can't kill them. And humans do the same thing. We're like focused on the stress. We're like, hey, there it is. It's right there. I can see it. It's right there. Hey, pay attention right here. Because that was adaptive for us in times when we lived in dangerous and sparse environments, right? You need to pay attention to the tiger. You know, that wrestling behind you, it, it could be a tiger. It might kill you. So we're very focused on all of the negative things. Um, unfortunately, we have to work to consciously focus on some of the positive things too, because it turns out life is actually a balance. Wow. And right now, nobody needs another job to be happy. I, I don't want to work to be happy. That's horrible. No, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you right. and, and you have to. Uh, but I think it's. I totally agree with that. I, I think it's it's a it's a it's a transition to me. Yeah. Where where mm -hmm. and, and I get that because some people say when I'm under stress and, and I'm working, I, I actually do some of my best jobs. And, mm -hmm. and is it because I put myself at that competitive level and, and I just start challenging myself and start looking at the hawk and like, I got to get this done or else the hawk is going to yeah. get me. You yeah. know? But there's, <laughs> exactly yeah, but there's other ways to do that. And that's what it sounds like what you're saying. You can still work at that high level of execution, without having to <laughs> sit by a hawk. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. So if you think about stress and performance, 
uh, think about sort of an inverse U shape, right? A normal curve distribution. And if you are a trust fund baby and you have zero stress in your life and everything is just going perfectly and you're in perfect health, you have no stress, you have no motivation, you don't perform well. Like you don't have any reason to get out of the bed in the morning. So a little bit of stress actually is what gets us into, into that high performance mode, right? You have a deadline on Friday. All right, here we go, Jump, jumping into it. Um, it's when we sort of cross the barrier onto that other side of that U and we start getting too much stress that our performance decreases. So it's about finding that balance. It's about, yes, recognizing that we are all going to have stress in our lives. It's can I control where I am right now presently because that's what we have, not getting too anxious and living in the future, not getting depressed about the past, but staying present in our now. Wow. Well, you would have been so proud of me. I think I would have gotten some claps because <laughs> last month I actually was talking to a, 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 a he was supposed to be a client mm -hmm. a, and this gentleman, the, the things that he wanted to do. Uh, and one thing, one reason why I fell in love with the project was because it, it was going to help people. But the more and more I learned about the project is mostly focused on the gentleman. It was not focused on helping, but it was focused on the gentleman. And the more and more I talked to him, the more anxiety I got, the more stressed I felt, the more, and I was like, we, you know, I was looking at it, I was like, man, this is, we need this project because obviously what's going on, we need to bring in income to help people make sure that we keep uh, paychecks going. But I, I honestly got to a point at a meeting where I sat there and I said to him, because it was so stressed and it was like, he was yelling on everything and like, huh. oh, you're not even a client yet. <laughs> <There's> no, <laughs> you shouldn't yell. <laughs> yeah. and, and it got to a point where, um, and, and he was being insulted throughout the main. I said, mm. this is the third time you insulted me. We're not going to work together. Good for you. And the reason why I said that is because certain things clicked in my head. One, I do not want that level of stress while my daughter is being born. Mm -hmm. I want to enjoy that area of my life. I don't want to be stressed on other things. And, and two, even the people that will be creating this project for the gentleman, they will also be under stress. Yeah. And they'll be taking that home because I, I can see the anxiety that the level of anxiety of this, him just bringing it to me. I'm like, I can't have that on my team. And, yep. and so I decided not to take on that project. And it was literally because of that. And it's so, and, and like thinking about what you're saying, it's, there is still a little bit of stress of financial stress that we have. There's mm -hmm. everybody's ha having financial stress right now. The, we are all under some level of, of stress when it comes to uh, having a job or not having a job or getting work or not working or paying pills or not paying bill. Everybody's yeah. at a certain level of that. And, but it, it, I, for me, I made the right decision because even though we had to work harder to receive other clients the next couple of weeks, we didn't have to live under a stress level of hard work. We just had to work hard because we loved it. Yeah. And I, I really admire that. I think, you know, we're both kind of talking from a privileged position of, of being able to fire clients. Right. But there is also, there's a lot of people who will not do what you did. And it takes guts 
to say, actually, no, this isn't how I define success. You know, success is being whole, being well in body, mind, spirit, and creating that sense for my team as well. And long-term, you'll be more successful if you do those short-term painful moves um, like like you did. So bravo to you. Thank you. Thank you. You, you would have gotten claps. You would have gotten claps. <laughs> sure. But I, fact, I, I'm clapping. I'm clapping. <laughs> right thank you. Too. But I think, I think it's so important. <laughs> and I say this uh, to you and I say to everyone out there is that value what you do. And don't ever let anyone be a toxic environment to your business or what your profession, your profession is, because it, it, it ruins it. It, it. it burns it a little bit and, and you don't want that. And that's that those type of things uh, last a long time and they actually can hurt and harm potential great clients that can come in or potential great people that you can work with in the future. Could not agree more. I love that advice. Let me ask you this. This year, from last year to this year, what do you think are some of the challenges that you had to adapt to that you said that I I, I can't do this this way? I have to change it to this way. Yeah. I mean, so for me personally, that's a really easy question because um, last year I was in the air for several hundred thousand miles. I mean, I uh, I I travel um, you know, multiple, multiple times a week. Um, I was flying everywhere to do presentations and suddenly in March, all of that just stopped, right? My business just completely, uh, went off the rails. So, so, um, you know, luckily, you know, we live in an environment now where we have zoom and we have these, you know, technological platforms that allow us to communicate like we are right now, um, through, you know, audio waves and through video. And there are opportunities to to grow and develop new um, material on new platforms. And so it was a it was a massive pivot, right? Um, I had to learn how to deliver a keynote and uh, have the kind of enthusiasm, as you say, or, or energy uh, that conveys across um, different platforms but instead of just being in person and on stage. So that was the big adaptation that I had to that I had to do over um, over the course of this year. But it's also been, you know, as much of as much as a, a negative shift as it might be, because I do love being in front of like an audience for me. What I realize is that my content, you know, my audience gets as much from me in person or online as they do in person, as long as I adapt to the platform. So it's been a it's been a fun challenge uh, to to sort of reinvent the the delivery of of material. That's so true. I, I think that since, like I said, even before we started the podcast, you had such energy, you had such enthusiasm and I, I, <laughs> I fell in love with it. I was like, this is great. Uh, <laughs> this is exciting. This is awesome. Thanks. You know, because people need, like I, I keep saying it, but it's so, it's so true. People need your level of excitement. People need your level of seeing a door that they can open. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's it. That's it for a lot of us. I think we're all just waiting to have a door open for us instead of recognizing that we actually all have the opportunity to open the door for ourselves. Um, you know, it's 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 work, but man, 
it's great on the other side. It's, it sure is. And I think that that's so true. I think people should just, just start opening doors, just go through them. And, 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 you know, it might be tough. You might be the wrong door, but just keep opening them and, and you'll keep find, going. yeah, you'll <laughs> find the right door and you'll find the right place where you, where you find your passion. Let me ask you this, um, with companies, um, that you deal with and, and professionals that you speak with. Yeah. What are some inspiring stories or, or that you've seen this year uh, that how people have countered the pandemic or how people found new ways to uh, uh, develop themselves to make sure that they stay successful? Sure. Um, a, a couple things come to mind. Um, first, I've been really impressed and inspired by a lot of the CEOs that I've worked with who have um, done everything that they can to keep their team in place. I think this is like one of the most powerful things that you can do as an organization is to say, look, we're a family, we're a unit. Everyone here is important. Everyone here is valued. And I realize this isn't you know, a reality for everyone. You know, Some, some organizations have had to let go 90% of their workforce. I get it. Um, I'm not telling you that you did it wrong, but I've seen CEOs give up their salary. I've seen um, you know, other people give up sick days or bank days or retirement um, matching retirement funds so that nobody had to be let go. And that's been an incredible thing to witness. Uh, the other thing I've seen companies do really, really well is I think this has forced companies to adapt more to their consumer needs. So I'd say that um, I'm thinking kind of about uh, what happened to retailers, to like clothing retailers when shopping went online, um, or sorry, brick and mortar, you know, any kind of brick and mortar store. You can think of clothing, you can think of whatever. Um, but suddenly there was all these adaptations that they had to make um, to make sure that it was still valuable to walk into the store as a customer. Like, okay, we're going to offer free shipping. Sure, we'll do that. We'll match all of these online things. Um, and I think what's happened and what's, what's made a lot of companies successful through this is they've taken a good hard look and said, okay, we're not the only ones suffering, right? Yes, we are suffering and this is, this is hurting bad. What are our consumers going through and how can we still serve their needs? And so when, when I see companies that have adjusted to the pains of their consumers, um, what I see is this incredible loyalty back um, where coming out of this pandemic, they're going to be stronger than ever. Taking care of people is, is so underrated. It's, it's the number one thing that we can all do. Just take care of one another. It'll come back. It is so true. I think I love uh, one of the uh, examples that I, I use is uh, when it comes to restaurants is that there's, there was a lot of restaurants that thought that for a long time, delivery was something that actually lowered the value of their restaurants, where now yep. <laughs> delivery is the thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, I, and I'm excited that they have adapted to that. And I'm excited that they they have done that because there, there's been a lot of businesses out there that uh, even driving around that I've seen and I've seen shut down that I used to go to. And, and it's sad and it's sad. But those that have become creative and did exactly what you said and learned to find ways to keep moving forward are, are still there and they're still functioning. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I do really think this will, this will, um, I, my hope is that this breeds a stronger sense of community. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love that because one of the biggest message I say is that we are businesses today are too focused on numbers yes. and they don't <laughs> understand where their numbers come from. Cause every number 
at the end of it turns into a person. Oh man, yes. And you have this conversation. (laughs) Episode two. Yeah, seriously. And and you have to think of the value behind the person. And if you Mm -hmm. think of the value behind the person, your numbers will skyrocket. Why? Because that customer will never think about going to another store. So what happens? Exactly. What happens to your ROI? Your return and investment on that one person becomes almost multiplies. And and it's it's been studied before and it happens. It it truly happens. Your marketing goes down because that person literally becomes your marketing campaign and they and and it spreads. And and it's something so logical. I don't understand why a lot of businesses don't think about it. Well, I mean, I I think. You're, you're absolutely right on all fronts there, you know, and it becomes generational. And now I wanted to stay invested in that stock because my dad was invested in that stock and boy, did they treat him well. And now it's a family thing. But, um, but I think it's really easy to, to lose sight of the numbers because our brains aren't programmed to look at, um, at, at numbers as bigger than 150, right? Because that's what we, that's what we evolved to, uh, uh, to understand is is our community is about 150 or so other individuals in our tribe. So when you get beyond that, which most you know larger companies are they're serving more than 150 people, um, it becomes difficult to process as these are individuals with individual needs and wants and desires. Um, and so the more you can focus on that, as you're saying, you know it's why when we look at the the coronavirus numbers, um, it, it becomes very impersonal. We're like, oh yeah, 200,000, 300,000. Those are those are grandparents, you know. Those are <laughs> those are those are people. But it's hard for our brains to wrap around the individual when you get large numbers like that. So your point is, is spot on. I'm trying to get past five, so I'll, I'll, I'll keep. <laughs> no, no. Well, let me ask you this: one of you special. I want to understand a little bit more um, what biological driven behaviors are. Mm. Yeah. So I. I I have a, a whole list of them that I could give you. Um, I focus on seven, um, seven instincts. So your instincts to survive is kind of paramount, right? We all have survival instincts. It's it's the chill that runs up your backbone when you're walking in, a, in an alley at night and you hear somebody, you feel somebody behind you. That's that's your survival instinct. We've got an instinct to reproduce, right? We have an instinct to collect things, including information. We have instincts to um, to seek variety. So this is this, these are all instincts that were great for our ancestors, but today sometimes can get us into trouble, right? Because we're collecting all the information, as you said, all the data points, but they're they're not relevant data points. They're they're not individuals. They're they're massive amount of of information that we collect, but they they may not be the right type of information. We're seeking variety in the forms of um, it, well, I can do that and I can do that. And we're now multitasking and we're trying to do it all. Um, and even in like the, as simple as the foods we eat, right. We're, we're craving fast food and hamburgers because we couldn't get enough fats and sugars to survive in the ancient environments. And today it, we're dying of heart disease at unprecedented rates. So all of these human behaviors that once served us are now preventing us from fully living in a healthy and productive manner. Wow. And how does one, like like a CEO, actually take this concept and adapt it to their business? How do they use think, that? Yeah, I think I think it starts with awareness, 
right, of recognizing that they are they are human and to be human is to be animal and to be animal is to operate a lot of these subconscious programs. So starting to be aware of how and why when you're operating from fear, which is really what most of these programs um, run on. So I, I have several um, techniques that I would recommend. One of the easiest and the simplest things to do is to set an alarm clock to go off, I say, five times throughout the day. And it kind of interrupts your thought pattern. Take a deep breath and just ask yourself, what am I afraid of right now? Because what you might recognize is that you're afraid of failing or you're afraid of being rejected. Now, those two things would have been absolute death sentences for being kicked out of the tribe, right? You're dead. You fail to hunt. You, you're dead. But today, those two things are great opportunities to grow. You, you get rejected by somebody, great. Go to the next person. It doesn't kill you. Um, it, you, you fail at a task, fantastic. You have an opportunity to learn and to grow from that. Um, so I think sort of interrupting the automatic behaviors that most of us run on is the first place to start so that we can start really operating from our more conscious, higher level cognitive selves, not that stress response. You're making me take notes. This is so incredible. Oh, <laughs> this is, it is so awesome. It's so true because and I'm, I'm seeing this in my own self that I have my patterns. I have my morning patterns all the way tonight. And, and like I can see how, oh, wow, that is so that's so simple to set alarm uh, a clock yeah. to go off on your phone and break away for a second and kind of rethink your day, rethink your structure in, in a free moment because. Yes. You, you get startled from, oh, what's going on? Oh, and you lose your train of thought and everything else. And then you, you're able to refocus and recenter yourself and find, find, find better solutions, hopefully. 100%. I've had those alarms go off in the middle of a meeting when I am absolutely like sitting there and needing to, needing to say something, but I'm too scared, right? Like I, there's, there's a bunch of CEOs sitting around and I'm not feeling qualified. And I'm like, what if I say something stupid? And I'm like, whoa, wait a second. What fear program is operating right now? What if I do say something stupid? A, it probably isn't stupid. But even if it is, nobody's going to reject me for it. I'm not getting kicked out of the meeting. I'm still welcome back, right? In fact, it might even be the thing that they need to be asked because nobody's ever asked that dumb question before because they've all been too scared, right? So these, these kind of um, really tiny adjustments to your daily routine can help kick you out of that fight or flight response and, and into a into a space where you really can take conscious action. That is so true. Oh my God. I, I'm, I'm going to start that. I, I'm actually going to start it. that because I love, I, I love, love this concept. All right. Can so I give you one more. Oh, yes, go ahead. go ahead. No, please. All right. I want to give you one more. So the, the other biggest fear is rejection, right? Failing and rejection are the two like things that keep us stuck into this pattern of stress. So I'm a huge fan of trying to go out and do something that would cause a stress response for a completely safe and innocuous reason. So for example, go to a coffee shop and ask for 20% off, right? right? Like that, that is, there's nothing bad that's gonna happen to you. You're not in danger, there's nothing scary. And yet I promise you, your heart is going to beat through your chest. You're gonna get dry mouth, you're gonna start sweating, standing there. Cause you're like, I just asked for 20% off. Oh my gosh, they're gonna say no, oh no, what's gonna happen? And inevitably either you get 20% off, sweet, or your barista says no, and they reject you. Oh my God, they reject you. And your brain is like, oh, cool. I didn't die today, right? Like records that information. So the more you can actively seek these opportunities to, to induce that stress response in a safe environment, 
Now, when discomfort finds you and you're not actively seeking it, like me sitting in that meeting, now you're able to say, huh, I'm having a stress response. Why am I having that stress response? Oh, this isn't necessary. Like, I'm not going to die if I say something dumb. It's cool. I can override it. So actively seeking spaces of discomfort actually train your brain to be okay when discomfort is finding you in a, in a non-active, actively seeking um, way. I'm a hundred percent going to sense. do that. That makes a hundred percent. That's awesome yeah. because that's actually training yourself to uh, let go of fear. And it might yeah. sound simple, but how many people would actually do that? Not- yeah, if, it's amazing. I, it, and it is challenging. You know, I, I preach it all the time and it's so hard still for me to enact. Like I still catch myself on things like, oh, I don't want to do this. Okay. Not going to kill you. Here we go. You're still breathing. And, and You're that's, still breathing. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay. I'm definitely going to try that. I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm starting the, uh, the alarm clock today. Cause I, 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 I want it. to experience that. Cause I think it's something I do get cut off caught into my routines a lot. And, and I, I'm very, uh, I'm that type, I'm a workaholic. So I get super horse blinder focused and, and I don't see the surroundings. And I'm, I'm very honored to have my wife being a part of my life because she helps me with that. She's so helpful. And I think like oh, also having this alarm clock, it's it's really going to give me that break. And I think it also help, it helps you breathe for a moment. It's just take a Absolutely. breath, re-energize. Breath work is Breath work is underrated because it's so simple. People overlook it, but it is literally the only thing that you can consciously control that changes everything else in your body. So it changes the physiology of the stress hormones that are released. Like if you can slow your breathing, you've signaled to your body that you're safe. So you don't have to, you know, your heart can slow then. And now the the hormones that are in like inducing that stress response can slow. So yeah, taking a slow breath is, is a huge um, advantage for people that are willing to do the work. And do you have a new baby? You don't need, you don't need alarms. You've got a new baby. Every time the baby wakes up or cries, <laughs> take I, a breath. <laughs> I'll have that every two to three hours. You need this down. You got this down. So, so every time you check in on me, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I definitely got my alarm clock going. It's con- I can't turn it off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me also, let's switch a little bit. And I want to talk about your app, uh, which is really, really cool. Uh, and oh. it's Acuity, right? Yeah, you got it. You awesome. Got it. Awesome. Tell us a little bit of something. Tell us a little bit about it and tell us why people need this. And I, I can 100% why. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great transition, actually, because it really super challenges people's deepest fears, which is knowing themselves. Right? Uh, if we have apps that rate, you know, our Uber drivers, our food, our restaurants, we don't have an app that rates ourselves. And I think it's because people are really scared to get negative feedback. And yet, negative feedback isn't going to kill you. It's going to allow you to actually operate from your true strengths or to grow in that area. So what Iquity is, is a 360 review um, that is continuous and ongoing. It's essentially a Yelp for you. So you select traits in which you're interested in getting feedback on. So everything from listening skills to empathy to humor, there's about 90 different traits on there. If you don't find one that you want, let me know. I'll add it. Um, you select three traits at a time. You rate yourself on those traits on a sliding scale, one to 10, very simple. So I think I'm super funny, 10 out of 10 on humor. And then I send it to my friends, family, colleagues, coworkers, whoever I want to get anonymous feedback from, and they rate me on those same three traits. So funny story in uh, beta testing. Uh, I did think that I was pretty funny and I sent myself, um, or I sent 
I sent a poll out to my friends and family. And I got back twos from my family. I was like, twos, twos, ouch. And I immediately went into that, that stress response, that fight or flight, right? And I'm fighting against it. I'm like, no, that's not true. I'm really funny. I was like, oh, oh, wait a second. I saw my gap and I decided that they were wrong. And that this is classically what people do. So instead I said, okay, deep breath. I just got some feedback. It's really important that I sit with this and realize I'm not very funny when it comes to my family. Now that's great because what I, what I learned is not only that that's a weak point for me with my family, but I also had a hidden strength that I didn't know about, right? I rated myself as pretty low on empathy and in my family, they rated me as really high. So it turns out that when I'm interacting with my family, I shouldn't be telling jokes all the time. I should be approaching with empathy. That's how I can lead better with my family. Now, with other populations, absolutely use humor because they see it as a strength. So it completely depends and it allows you to see and operate from your true strengths in that community. I'm, I'm super excited about it. <laughs> well, I would have given you a definitely 10 on your jokes because oh, I mean, thank you. just, just for the enthusiasm, it's just, just, it's like, I love this. I truly love My this. My family doesn't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are upset because your jokes are so successful that's and they is. were very successful with their jokes. See, so see how easy it is for our fear to tell us lies. Yeah. Right? See, I got this. <laughs> awesome. So, so where can people download your app? Yeah, you can get it in um, on the Android or Apple um, app stores. It's I C U E I T Y I Q U I T Y. Download it. You can immediately use it for seven days free trial, and then it's four ninety nine a month or forty four ninety nine for the year, um, which is a heck of a deal given that most three sixty reviews are a one time shot for a couple thousand dollars. Uh, I'm 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 hoping this empowers people to really truly operate um, from their best from their best strengths in every area of life. I think it's so cool. Uh, here's why I love this app. It's And it's just because we think of counseling, we think a, a psychologist helping us and, and they, it's, it's, uh, we, we need them because they give us an open perspective. Um, right. But I think this app really helps you self analyze and help yeah. you understand yourself and understand your strength and your weakness, which allows you to better focus on your strengths and grow much faster to where you want to be. And that's exactly. truly true. You don't see that anywhere. And plus you can't swipe yourself left. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so. it, it, it forces you to take a good hard look and there will be painful moments and that's okay. Right. Like, I'm, I am a big fan of biting the lemon. So you've heard the phrase when life throws you lemons. Yeah. Just bite right? it. And you're supposed to do what? You just throw it back. I throw it back. Oh, I love that. I like that. <laughs> you know, most people say, oh, you're supposed to make lemonade. And I'm like, dude, nobody's throwing me sugar. Right? They're throwing <laughs> lemons at me. And this is painful. And I don't like to look at it. So it's okay. Bite it. Right? If, you, if you're willing to take some of the negative feedback, what you'll realize is that not everything is negative. It, that that lemon isn't permanent, right? It's you have an opportunity to grow from that. It's not pervasive. Not all the things that you get back are negative, and it's not personal, right? That lemon's gonna taste sour to everybody, and everybody has some lemons. So it, it's an opportunity to say, ah, I'm gonna bite the lemon. Everything's gonna taste sweeter after that because I have an opportunity to know my true self. I think it's a gift. I yeah. think it is. Yeah. And I'll, I'll probably still throw it back at the person just because yeah, I like it. <laughs> this why is not? yours. Why not? No, you keep that. <laughs> You're the sour <laughs> one, sir. <laughs> there you go. But Dr. Heiss, I just want to really thank you for this, this, 
podcast. It's and, and it's been I'm wordless because it's been inspirational in a lot of ways and it's been motivating in a lot of ways. It has been um, uplifting. And I hope that people really dive in and listen to this episode, because I think um, there's, you know, like you said, there's there's people that kind of have it easy and there's people that don't have it easy. But I've always learned that everything is attainable if you work for it. And you and it gets tough when you work at it. I come from. I come from uh, media, television. So th- the biggest conversation there is the 10 year drought where <laughs> you you are fighting for everything you got. And you see this a lot with actors and famous people where they go through. There's this 10 year period where they you they're either living on the street. They have nothing. And, and, and um, then they come out and they're on top. But I think through those 10 years or through the time that we're going through right now is to find the best in your life. Find those things that keep pushing you forward. Find those motivational points that actually inspire you and and find, find a way to keep enthusiastic because there, there is a tomorrow. There's tomorrow's coming. 2021 is coming soon. Very soon guys. Yes. It's, it's, yes. yeah. And, and bite the lemon, bite but, the lemon of 2020, man. Bite the <laughs> lemon. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and put sugar in your coffee. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I just really want to thank you. Cause I, I honestly, it, this, this through Christmas, of course, you know, I'm that guy that should turn off the news and I'm hearing all these terrible things, but then I get to speak to people like you. I have the opportunity to hear you and, and hear people like you and it's inspiring and it shows there's so much goodness. There's so much people, so many people out there that are doing great things that actually have products that really enhances life. And I think Acuity is an incredible app that people should check out and, and should try to take themselves, elevate themselves to, to another level and, and become something else. And also, how can people find out more about you and actually listen to some of your messages? Uh, well, thank, thank you. First of all, thank you so much. It means a ton to me. I, I, I tell people frequently that I am only as good as my audience. So uh, I am grateful that, that I have a wonderful interviewer that allows me to, you know, to, to speak something that I, I hope is of value to people. Um, so if you want more, you can find me. Uh, I am at Rebecca Heiss. That's H-E-I-S-S dot com. Um, or I'm on all of the socials at Dr. Rebecca Heiss um, on Twitter and Insta and Facebook and all the things. Um, and Acuity is at Acuity.com. And golly, I think that's it. You can you can certainly find me if you want if you want more. Your your shows, your television shows, and it, no, that's not happening yeah. yet. Not not and, yet. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, YouTube channels the closest I can get, but <laughs> but I'll look to you in a couple months and we'll see what we can do. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Dr. Heiss, I want to thank you so much for your time and thank you for your enthusiasm. And we hope to hear from you soon. This has been a blast. Thank you.